0: Welcome to Upvoted No Sleep, where OP Lighting Nations writes, Okay, so before you go calling me a complete... You should know that my wife Stacy has pulled some seriously messed up pranks in the past. Like last August, after my mom got hit by that 18-wheeler, she secretly signed up for ventriloquism lessons, so that during the funeral, she could throw her voice and yell get me out of here, I'm still alive, while the pallbearers lowered the casket. Or, there was the time she tricked me into thinking that I'd won the lottery. Now that alone I might have laughed off, except she also convinced me to call my very married boss and then tell him that the whole department knows that he f***ed his secretary at the office Christmas party. So, I'd been looking for a little payback, you might say. Just last week, Stacy came down with a ferocious migraine, and three days in bed with a damp rag across her head didn't help one bit. So it was off to the hospital we went. From across the desk in his cramped office, Dr. Mercer said that she needed a brain scan. He also suggested that, in his professional opinion, we should brace ourselves for the worst. Time slowed down while I waited for the diagnosis. Adrift and forlorn, we held each other for hours on end while the seconds ticked by on the clock above the mantelpiece. Oh sure, my beloved kept a brave face, but any time she returned from her solo walks, her eyes would be all red and puffed out. Well, this morning, Dr. Mercer finally called while Stacy was at the store. He used the landline because she hadn't answered her mobile. So what's the diagnosis? I asked, my stomach folding itself in knots. Again and again, he insisted he couldn't discuss the case with anyone besides the patient, although ten minutes of groveling wore him down. He sighed, lowered his voice. Then he said that he had a hunch Stacy and I would have cause for celebration this Valentine's Day. All joy seeped back into the world. I thanked the doc a million times before collapsing into the chair. An idea for a prank already blooming in my mind and boy was it a doozy. (laughs) At the lounge table, I rubbed my eyes until they turned all bloodshot, and then I practiced my sullen face, you know. Soon I heard Little Miss Loves to Prank come through the front door, kick off her shoes, and shuffle along the hall. As she stepped into the room, I looked up without saying a single word. A hand shot up over her mouth. I swallowed a gulp, Then, in a thin, weak voice, I said, Dr. Mercer called. Is it bad? she asked. Rather than answer, I simply pretended to sob in my hands. Stacy didn't burst into tears or scream, nor did she collapse on the floor. Instead, she let out a deep sigh and threw her head back. On the wall beside the window stood a dark wooden cabinet, She went over to it, slid open the bottom drawer, and lifted out this huge metal trunk. I stood up. Everything okay? The trunk had a combination lock. Once Stacy rolled the numbers into place, the latched open with a little click. Do you love me? She asked over her shoulder. Still in character, I said. Of course I love you. I'll always love you. And we're going to get... Then drink this. She spun around holding a whiskey bottle. I craned my neck to peek inside the trunk and glimpsed a pair of handcuffs and a red bow tie before she blocked my view. I bought it for a special occasion, she said. I stepped forward, arms outstretched. Listen, no matter what, we are going to get through this mess together. Just drink it, she snapped. Please. It's important. If you love me, you'll drink it. Was, was this a joke, I thought? I searched her face for answers, finding none. But, hey, who was I to judge? Everybody processes grief in their own individual way. Sure, honey. I grabbed the bottle from her and I took a long swig, my insides already warming. Five seconds later, the floor rose up to meet me. Darkness swallowed the lounge and everything in it. My next memory is of the words, I love you, drifting toward me from the end of a long tunnel. There was pressure inside my skull. I tried moving. I couldn't. My hands had been cuffed behind my back, and my ankles were bound together by a length of rope. I was popped up on the sofa in a tux. Through the haze, I saw two Stacy's orbit one another, both wearing her favorite dress, that red off the shoulder number. In her right hand, she had a pistol. Where did that come from? Her voice echoed on and on as she told me she'd prepared for this day years ago, that she couldn't bear the thought of me carrying on without her and starting a new family. Although I dipped in and out of consciousness, the words, We have to go together kept stinging my ears. I thrashed around, unable to speak. The best my drooling mouth could manage was slurred, random syllables. Stacy sat beside me and pressed her right temple against my left. The pistol angled in such a way one shot would tear through both of our frontal lobes. Oh my god. Did she plan on killing us? My attempts to beg her to wait came out as a nonsensical gurgle. Squeezing those beautiful green eyes of hers shut, Stacy said, Goodbye, Frank. I love you so, so much. By now, enough of the brain fog had lifted that I could mutter, It was a prank. She stopped breathing, tensed up. What? I took several quick, short breaths. It's a prank. Dr. Mercer said you'll be fine. Though I set you up, Payback for the lottery thing. For almost a minute, neither of us said a word, the room thick with tension. Then, forcing a smile, she said, Well, duh. She stood. Did you really think I was going to kill us both? I knew you were full of it the second I walked in. You're the worst actor in the world. I just turned the prank around on you. <laughs> ha ha ha. The way she said this, every word steeped in sincerity, made the statement swing all the way back towards hollow. She crossed the room and slipped the gun into the trunk before returning with a key to unlock my cuffs. Well, that's a relief about the diagnosis. We should celebrate. How about we order a tie tonight? After she loosened the rope, I got up rubbing my chafed wrists, my vision blurred and my throat dry. Sounds... Great. Perfect. With that, she smiled, stood on her tiptoes, lifted my chin with a finger, gave me a quick kiss, and then disappeared into the kitchen. My shirt was a drenched rag up against my chest. Had it really been a prank? Surely drugging me was a step too far, even for her. Just then, the phone wailed. It sounded painfully loud inside my aching skull. Dr. Mercer was on the line, and this time his voice carried a distinct sour note. Frank, I'm really sorry, but there's been a mix-up with the results. Can you have Stacy call me as soon as possible? It's urgent. The room tilted from side to side, the ground shifting beneath my feet. My better half came back through the door and said, Who was that, honey? I hung up and swallowed the lump in my throat. Wrong number. And that was an upvoted no sleep story by OP Lighting Nations, who has a Reddit community of their own that you should check out at reddit.com slash r slash thought industry. Sweet dreams.